Guys, the weather's getting warmer, so say goodbye to your jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe, so luckily I found Quince. And now I've got a beautiful lineup of timeless pieces that's going to keep me looking chic and fabulous year after year. I love their premium European linen dresses. You guys, this is what everybody's wearing. This is quiet luxury. I got these incredible blouses and shorts from $30. Also washable silk tops. Are you kidding me? You know I like my silk tops. So I got one in lavender and blue. I absolutely love them. You'll see them on the show. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and gives the savings to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Heather McDonald has got the juicy scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Sacred Serial Data and Serial Sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello, and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have my girls. From 2023 into 2024, <laughs> Brandy and Julie, welcome uh, to the new year. New year, new studio. For today, we don't know. You know what? I'm going to keep you guys guessing, though. I'd love to hear your opinion. Um, if you're watching this you can on YouTube, then you can see that we're in a new studio. Let me know if I look as cute as I did when I shot my last episode, which was in La Quinta. I did mm. a solo there. Um, With the natural light. It's so good. So you guys are going to come out another weekend. We had so much fun, and we will shoot in that beautiful light again. Mm. Yes. yes. Or will we Will we all just stand in a line with the we'll light just, coming just, in? Just, I'll be like, it's, it's now or never. <laughs> this is a good light. Uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, um, which um, are Julie's earrings. <laughs> I mean, please. Um, I couldn't find them after you guys left, and I... It appears that you've now stolen my earrings. Well, I mean, I think stolen is just... You, <laughs> it's you, a strong word. Yeah, well, I asked to borrow them, and you said I could. So I did, and you never gave me a date of which they needed to be returned. And now so you look I've like a pirate. <laughs> A well, lady what happened pirate. was that I also uh, pos- uh, possess the earrings, or I did. Yes. And I wore them one time. Out. Out. Out in La Quinta. Yeah. Um, we had an amazing star-studded night. And in the Uber on the way home, I simply removed one and the post broke off. The earring broke after one time. So I'm not surprised it didn't withstand Me your, dancing your dancing. In St. Bart. <laughs> yes. But you're like, Heather, that's old news. Yes, it is. And it's 2024. <laughs> so let's get into the new news. So much to cover. So much juice. So much. Just, I'm going to go and remove these. And you'd like to give them to me now? <laughs> yeah. Um, They're too heavy. Let's... I can't, okay, she let's know how. Um, talk about it. Uh, the Golden Globes. Oh. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night, which was so nice, because whatever TV system we have now, I was able to watch it at five. Is that for the whole world? I don't know. That's when I watched it, and oh. I liked watching it at five. Mm. And, of course, my favorite look of the night was Jennifer Lopez, because she's always my favorite look. And when I am nominated oh. for an Emmy, 
or whatever other thing. This is exactly the style of dress I'm going to do. I've been thinking about it for the last 20 years of what I would do Mm. for when I'm nominated for an award, and this is it. Now, this color pink, I don't know if I'll do it, it's a little demanding, but it's a pink strapless dress, and then these big rose sleeves Sleeves. that go around, so it's strapless, but then you have it up to your sleeve, so it'll cover any kind of fat arm, any vagina armpit, nothing, any back fat squirting out from the strapless Mm. is covered by the cape. For me, I have a flat ass that will cover it. Mm. It's dramatic, it's flattering. And thank you, J-Lo. Yes, thank you, J-Lo, for finding me the dress that's gonna work for me. That is beautiful. Okay, so then I also wanna say, this is my other favorite dress. This was um, Heidi Klum. Oh. Again, tight bodice, big bottom, one skinny long leg coming out. It's a perfect Heather Two dress. Two skinny arms, too. Wow, Shit's she looks good. Amazing. Oprah could be <clears throat> the skinniest girl at the party. Wow. Honey. She has done it. Good she is about Oprah. a size two, you guys. A and size get two? used to it. <laughs> I am skinny! <laughs> And wearing purple, which is the color of, of royalty. Purple. Color of purple, right. which I was feel the like, movie nominated. Yeah, she's doing it for the movie, but I do kind of wish Oprah was in black. I think she looks so good in black with her I like, thought you said, I wish Oprah wasn't black. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and that is our show. <laughs> it's been great being... <laughs> and that's our friendship think, as well. Is this my career? Thank you. It's been really fun being part of it. You said you wish she was in black? Why? Yeah, because I love when she wears black. I think she looks so good in black, and then she always has these expensive expensive glasses on that looked like she brought in a team of architects to build an entire glass of her face. She's so pretty, Oprah. And I mean, I know I'm not the and biggest long fan hair, of Oprah. And long hair. I mean, she looks like the hottest influencer that just, just went to um, the Gypsy Rose Blanchard <laughs> premiere party on Hulu, which we'll get to in a minute. She doesn't age either. She looks amazing. Amazing. Um, also... I want to say one thing that she did, which is a great idea for anybody that wants to have a big party, is you tell everybody you got to wear black to my party, and then you show up in red. I love that. And she did that for her 50th birthday. Ooh. It's a great idea. (laughs) Okay. Then Jennifer Anson shows up, beautiful black dress, but the big thing is the haircut is back to being the Rachel. However, I think it's a mistake. Because the hair is not the thickness of the hair that she had when she was doing Friends. And I think it looks better, longer, blonder. That's what I would say. And as um, as Jennifer Aniston said, well, God, Heather, maybe I just wanted it easy, breezy, and light. I am doing a show with Reese. And we were excited. And I was like, you know what? Bring back the cut that's simple. I'm a woman of a certain age. I'm not trying to be young like you with your long locks. <laughs> yours is... But her arm looks great. Yours is staying thick. It's Fortunately, it has been. It, a little, I've had to do other things. Um, I use I use whey, shampoo, and conditioners. <laughs> um, mm. But yes, I mean, it's it's probably not as, as thick, but it's still thick. I don't have any extensions or anything in it. But anyway, you know, here we go. She looks great. Okay. Uh, Billie Eilish, not so great. Oh. She wore like a weird, a weird. She wore like her grandpa's blazer and then like her brother's schoolboy pants. It was awful. Um, this side tit made made a, a listen. It's 2023 was the year of under tit. Side tit was popular in 2021. It is making a comeback. Everyone's done with the under tit. They're going back to the side tit. 
So I feel like the under tit will never Here's come back. Here's another side tit. Yeah, the yeah. under tit is just done for good, I think. I think it was overdone. Yeah. I think it was overdone where everyone's bottom tit was hanging out. But side boob and top boob and front boob, they're timeless, really. They're, they're really timeless. Yeah. Joe Coy was uh, the host of the show. And listen, I think it is such a hard job. I've always said it. Um, he, he did fine. I think the only problem was he does stadiums, sold out stadiums around the world where everything he says is crying, laughing. Everybody, his audience is so loyal. And basically what he was doing when he walked out on that stage was, no offense, Joe Coy, but I think a solid half of the people might really not know who you are or your comedy. Maybe know who he is, but doesn't know his comedy. And so it's almost like he would get laughs for everything, but it was just like if you if I was to just go on the Comedy Store stage right tonight. And maybe a portion of the people might be like, oh, I know her, and they're excited. But other people are like, <laughs> make me laugh, fucker, you know? And so he, some jokes were good. A couple, you know, weren't doing great. And then he went and was like, hey, I only got this job 10 days ago, and the ones that you're laughing at, I wrote. The other ones, I had writers. <laughs> Which I just think throwing the writers under the bus wasn't the, wasn't cool. Was and he... kind of like I could tell he was like not enjoying it because there's probably this was probably the most unenjoyable moment he's had doing stand-up for the last 20 years because he's been so successful doing his own shows. Yeah, that's the kiss of death right there. A, you know that if you, you you have to know that if you are doing sold out shows and you think you're the shit, you're going to walk into the Golden Globes and everyone's, you're not going to do good because your ego is already so out of control. You have no humility. You have no vulnerability. You walk in with you think you have the biggest dick in the planet, but you don't because Taylor Swift does. Yeah. So now you're now you're I trying love Taylor to... Swift's dick. Well, listen, when I get Ricky asked Dr to do it, I've yeah. already said what I'm going to do. Good. I'm going to wear JLo's dress. Yes. But in like a turquoise. Okay with white chunky diamonds, okay? And I'm actually not gonna try to be funny. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I don't want anybody to chuckle once. <laughs> it's just I, I don't even want you to chuckle yeah. once. I'm just gonna talk about what I thought about the movies. And if you don't laugh, I don't really care. I liked this one. This one I thought was weird. Oh, hi, Robert De Niro, da 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 da. And then I'm just like, hey, Granted, no one's gonna hire me. I, but like, yeah. honestly, I kind of think that's the way to go. Like, just to be like, I'm not even trying to be funny because it never works. It's too hard, and it only it's worked with hard. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais yes. is the yeah. only one, who and he can won do the stand-up. They had the first category he ever for good. best stand-up album, and uh, Jim Gaffigan came out. And he was funny in presenting it. He was like, it's like the pretty people finally decided to, they've had this great party for 100 years. They finally invited to, decided to invite the talented people. <laughs> so it was like Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman, Ricky Gervais, Chris Rock. I can't think who else. But anyway, Ricky Gervais won and he wasn't there. Of course, because he could give a flying F, And he okay? always said that hosting this ruined his Christmas. Yeah. Because it would stress him out. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It just has got to be as a stand-up. Just the Anybody, worst. Anybody, he was so great. Because he's like, I don't care. Remember, he was like, y'all pedophiles. Yeah. Don't care. He's absolutely amazing. That's what you have to do. But Jim Gaffigan amazing. did do a, a fun pedophile joke. Okay, good. Love him. And love love so Jim So he's, he's getting edgy. Good. And um, we watched Ricky Gervais's newest stand-up. And was it great? He's uh, honestly, I told so Randy while we're watching won. it. He should have won. Okay, he I'm going to watch it. He should have won. And I said, while we were sitting there watching it, I was like, I'm never doing stand up again. He's 
beyond. He's reached a whole other. Well, then level. I'm glad. I'm glad he won, and I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um, this is the guy from Saltburn, and when I did a review on this the other day, um, I said, "Why is no one not? Ta- why is no one talking about how this guy?" was playing a 20-year-old in the movie, and he looks 45. <laughs> that was and the first in this thing particular photo, he looks really old. <laughs> he, he looks so old. I mean, and he's supposed to be a college kid. And um, <laughs> I mean, not no no judgment. It was such, he was such a good actor. I'm sure yeah. the director Emerald Fennel could not pass him up because he was the most yeah. talented. But the first frame of him on screen, I was like, whoa, who's grandpa's <laughs> in college? Still? Yeah, yeah was just, <laughs> so he. Um, but anyway, oh, the one the one story about Joe Coy was just that he made one little joke about Taylor, which. At the time, I was watching it, and I don't even think she was in the room yet. So I don't know if she arrived late or what. But then they tried to say that she was upset by his joke, which was basically like, you know, if you're you're at a football game or we're not going to keep referencing Taylor Swift like they do on a football game. It was fine. She doesn't care. I just don't think there was that much juice from the show. So they're just, like, talking about that. Um, The other – Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig had a funny moment. They presenting that was the funniest presenting of it. There was no real cringe or anything. It was pretty light hearted. Um, Ali Wong won for beef, which was oh. great. And her speech was short and perfect and classic. Are they in a relationship? Yes. <gasps> she is dating. What's his name again? Bill Hader. They've been dating. I didn't now, know that. Like she's divorced or filed for divorce. They've been separated, though, for two years. She has two kids and she got up there and thanked the writers and thanked you know the great friendship that came out of doing the show beef and then she said and i want to thank the father of my children my best friend justin for <laughs> you why are you laughing oh because of the name okay <laughs> there's other good justins in the world and um and she said because of you i'm you know you've allowed me to be a working mom and i so appreciate it. and i just thought of anyone getting divorced or whatever, it was just so good and classy. Yeah. And I'm, like, very excited for the future of her. And she came on Juicy Scoop years ago, and she was so sweet. And she was like, but you, how do you do it? I think she only had one child then. And she was like, how do you do it? And she was, you know, being so nice to me about the fact that I am a comedian who is a mom as well. And so anyway, I just think she really has a great appreciation of that you can't do this alone, and mm-hmm. whether you stay with your spouse or not, she was very respectful, and I just thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. While she's with, you know, her new guy, which I think they make a great couple. Guys, the weather's getting warmer, so say goodbye to your jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe, so luckily I found Quince, and now I've got a beautiful lineup of timeless pieces that's going to keep me looking chic and fabulous year after year. I love their premium European linen dresses. You guys, this is what everybody's wearing. This is quiet luxury. I got these incredible blouses and shorts from $30. Also, washable silk tops. Are you kidding me? You know I like my silk tops. So I got one in lavender and blue. I absolutely love them. You'll see them on the show. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and gives the savings to us. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Speaking of new couples, you guys, a lot of people didn't know if this was real or not. I still don't. But Kylie Jenner went with Timothy Chalamet to the awards ceremony where he was nominated but did not win. When you host this yes. and you're in the J-Lo turquoise, yes. I will be in Timothy Chalamet's look. Which in the classic. audience. It's yes. a, a black sequence <laughs> collar <Julie> shirt <laughs> with um, what kind of slack would you do? What I would do... I mean, isn't that's a blazer, right? Or is a that blazer a blazer or a shirt? I don't yeah, know. I would do, I would do a velvet. I do yeah. a velvet wide yeah. leg. Yeah, black which velvet is what we will do too. We'll do, but dress like twins. Okay. We'll sit in the middle, and you'll be up there in the turquoise. <laughs> then when we take the photos. Your turquoise in the middle. We're black on the side. And then and- if I do a joke about Robert De Niro and that you know he should have pulled out with his eighth kid for when he was eighty, <laughs> then. If they, when it gets a groaner, I'll say, um, those two black right. sequence losers wrote That's it. That's right. Not me. I originally said I was going to be not funny hosting this thing. Um, now, I am noticing that she doesn't have, does she not have any lashes on? I'm kind of Okay, you guys, there's a thing that's happening in 2024. I don't know if you've heard, Julie. You're right on trend. I am. It is less makeup. Oh. It's less makeup, Get it's less it. lash, it's like not oh. the lashes, which I don't know if I'm willing to do. Um, like just a more, I mean, she's she's really pretty. She doesn't need it, but she clearly didn't wear lashes to the Golden Globes. And I think that is a bold move and she's a trendsetter. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I won't, well, I want to say- But I won't, do what's right for you, boo. Yeah, you have to. And yeah. I, for me, it's tons and tons and pounds of makeup and huge lashes. <laughs> And I will say that it is a little, with all due to Kylie Jenner, because we love Kylie Jenner, we really do. Um, I'll watch her YouTube videos just because her voice is so soothing. Yeah. Um, especially when she's with like Stormy. Stormy. Yeah, she's yeah. so soothing. But I think it's a little strange for people with full face of um, filler to talk about wearing less makeup. Mm. I agree. Thank you. All okay. right, now <laughs> that was our conclusion of the awards ceremony. <laughs> Now, let's talk a little bit. I want to get your opinion of everything that's going on in the Real House of Salt Lake City. Oh. Um, tonight, we will see the first uh, episode of the reunion, wow. the three-part reunion, just to get people up to speed. On the Real House of Salt Lake City, a troll has crawled out from <laughs> underneath the bridge and gotten on the show as a housewife. And Bravo troll fans everywhere rejoiced and came out mm-hmm. um, of their basements <laughs> and <laughs> cheered and said, "What of us have made it? What of us?" They've all got applications in. Yes, yep. and um, you know, but <laughs> we talked about how you know, yes, there's one thing to be a fan of the show, and. Um, you know, it's 2023, 24. A lot of people now that are being cast are going to be fans. Um, 
And even back 15 years ago, um, like Real Houses of OC, when people were applying for second and third seasons, they were watching the shows religiously. That doesn't make them necessarily a troll, which made this girl a troll is that she hid behind an anonymous account, which she claims two other people were involved in. The fashion designer of Jen Shaw and Tanisha, which is a hairdresser that also did Heather Gay and other cast members' hair. The three of them would, I guess, had access to it to post or whatever, and they did it all. And um, and it gets revealed on the last day of the trip that she is this person that not only covered what all the awful evilness that Jen Shaw has done, who is doing seven years in prison hanging out with one drop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, Jennifer and I are going to go do some yoga and talk about the fact that, um, this woman that used to work for her, Monica, is actually now on the show. Now, I guess her voice is normal now, Elizabeth uh, Holmes. But anyway, getting back to this. So, so, you know, so now it's, she is out. She's relishing in it. She Mm. is loving her status. But then over the weekend, she was like, wow, I guess this is my karma because Tanisha, the hairdresser, they communicated doing voice notes. So instead of a voicemail, instead of talking on a phone, mm. you would do a little audio note. And apparently this Tanisha, who she believed was her best friend for three years, had her over around her daughters. Monica did. She had put them all in a file and is slowly releasing them out herself or to other you know, bloggers or whatever. And it's her talking shit about all the people wanting to go by Jen's house when she's moving, wanting to talk about how she's not going to do certain things. One thing, one of the, her, I heard, which was part of it, when she was like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm going to be a star. <laughs> I'm going to be a star. And if it's going to keep me from being on the Bravo show. And I was just wondering if it's because I was DMing with the reality Vontese and this person asked me, what did I get paid when I did when I did a housewife and the hustler, which was the Hulu doc about Erica Jane. And I said, I didn't get paid anything. And she's like, Oh, so you don't think that I'd get paid. I go, I, I kind of understanding that you don't get paid, but I'm sure they'll pay for your hotel and fly you out if you're coming from whatever. And I go, the only people I know that wanted to get paid were former housewives. Um, and if they couldn't get paid their amount, they weren't going to, do it for five grand or whatever, and then never be asked back on a Bravo show. I know for a fact, two Real Housewives, one of which now is back on um, the show. can imagine who it is. Um, and then, um, uh, but she was asking for a lot more money because she was like, I'm not going to do this and then not right. get, um, and then screw myself for the future. Yeah. So I kind of basically gave her that information, which was the right information to give. So anyway, I'm kind of wondering if that was why she didn't do that show, the, the yeah. Jen Shaw Hulu one. So when now, you were, when you were we communicating, so now, like you, let when, me get your opinion. But when you were talking to Reality Vontees, yes. Which one do you think you were talking to, Tanisha? I thought I, thought I was talking to the, the fashion designer. Okay. I never thought I was talking to a girl that then went on to be a housewife. I thought watching it, I thought. She, what I thought she and her mom were acting. I thought they were in cahoots together. I thought anybody that sleeps with your husband's sister's husband, your brother-in-law through marriage for 18 months, though I appreciate the honesty, that takes a, a pretty diabolical person and, you know, and is and then willing to share it, which she can, it's her story, but you're also now destroying this other 
family who you had the affair with. Um, but I, you know, I was like, okay, so she is desperate to be on a show and have money. But no, I never thought, I never thought it. And then I heard it about two weeks before and I was like, oh, it's probably true. Um, Do you think they all just had access to the account like on their phone? Like they could switch between their personal account and reality Von Teese. I think the Tanisha hairdresser is saying it's all Monica. Monica's saying it was me with the with the fashion designer that Jen Shaw screwed over, who is a guy, and Tanisha. She said it was like the three of us. That's what I'm gathering from all the information over the weekend, is that she's saying it was the three of us, and um, and now she's saying like, well, you'll probably hear everything I've ever said. And one thing Monica said, which I was like, mm, she's like, now imagine if. Every conversation you had with your best friend in the last three years could possibly be had possibly been recorded and now shared with the world how terrible that would be. We'd have to go into witness protection. Well, I mean, except, it would be really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, it would be like, the, like horrific. Except for it's one horrific. thing. Nobody recorded her because, that, a, at least in California, that would be illegal. She recorded herself because she was too lazy to either, A, pick up the phone or text it on out. <laughs> well, and then some people do get very comfortable doing the audio. Love, people love text, it. The audio text messages. So, mm. luckily, I have never done that because I didn't. I don't know how to do it. So, thank God for that. <laughs> but also, I thought, what about AI? Like, what? If in the next couple of years, if someone wants yep. to fuck me over again like they did in 2023, <laughs> they could have AI yeah. do my voice because they do it, you know, for other people and then have me say like some horrific, you know, career debilitating um, can- cancel type of stuff. I'm probably giving some trolls an idea right now. Um, <laughs> they do all but like fakes. unless they you put you in a me, porn. Unless yeah. you see me walking and saying it. And, and then there's proof that I was actually walking and saying it in front of Ralph's in Tarzana <laughs> on this day, then I will deny that those that that is ever me. But I am someone that is into talking on the phone. So and not leaving voice notes. But we have friends that like will only like you text something yeah. and they only reply uh with a voice message yeah like it comes back right and then we're so lazy that we don't even then want to listen to it like i have voicemails that i haven't even listened to voice messages voice messages which like come somebody, in like a text no but i mean i but have voicemails voicemail no one will ever listen to because it, it requires a person to go to a different yeah. right. part but of the phone right. to listen raise but to listen but even raise on the text to listen. we're just like yeah how long is this a minute like, if I see that it's more than 27 seconds, I know that I'm out half. Uh, like, what about when you through. have your audio, whatever text thing on and you're chatting and then you Happens. look down and you see it mm-hmm. and you're like, if I would have pressed send, oh. Oh I would be at the Real House of the Salt Lake <laughs> oh reunion and Heather yeah. Gay would be playing it. And my goodness. So yeah. just even, I, that has happened. To that's me. happened to me, too. Yeah. Even yeah. just flushing the toilet. I mean, we're the queens of fucking butt dials, talking shit, yes. sending the email where we hate someone. We've, uh, we've had this conversation with you before yes. where Julie's like, can you believe this douche? And she sent it to the guy. <laughs> I'm like, who wanted us to read his script? She's like, oh, can you believe this douche? And emailed it to him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've had. But I've received them, too. I've received them, too. <laughs> talking shit about you. Talking shit. I received an email <laughs> for a job I was supposed to have. And the email came. <laughs> <laughs> to me and I thought I was I had no idea there was an issue until the email came in and it said this fucking lesbian and her drama I'm so sick of these lesbians or whatever and I was like oh, I don't even have any drama <laughs> just what needs the hell? and then I needs. had to like call this person and be like 
what's the problem? And then it was, of course, it turns into a whole thing. But like, God, now you don't want to see that I shit. found an email thread years ago um, about stand-up or something. And it was from my agent that I think also had, had Josh Wolf, or it was a producer. So anyway, Josh was the com- comedian. And someone was asking about me for a, a job. And then the thread continued without taking me off of it or something. Nope. And it was exactly. like, nope. Well, let me tell you, Josh Wolf is a beast on the stage. And he is who you should something hire about it. And that's happened also with a Heather Dubro. There was a, a, a thing with Heather Dubro that, like, our my agent at the time represented us both. And it was like, who you really want. And then you're. <laughs> And I was like, well, if Heather DeBro passes, like I still was so desperate. I wasn't even mad yeah, that the agent didn't care exactly. about me. I was like, hey, don't even feel bad. Um, but if Heather DeBro passes, will you tell that I'm interested in hosting this stupid game show or whatever it was? Like, I would be down to do it. Would you please? Yeah. My, my commercial agent, Anastasia Beverly Hills, like is like like best friends with him and said, the I need eyebrow lady. Yeah, the eyebrow lady. And it was like. Uh, which one of your, you know, clients in like their young twenties has has fucked up eyebrows? And he sent a list, and then he emailed <laughs> it to all everyone on the list. So I'm like laying in my hammock in my backyard, minding my own business, and then I'm like, oh, I guess I have fucked up eyebrows. But still, I was like, when's the audition? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me go out and meet Anastasia. You know, <laughs> like it was so oh. beyond the level. Amazing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Okay, so so what else do we think? What do oh, we think right. is going to go on with this before we, we close I just this wanna out? Say, I just want to say, <laughs> yes. I was in, so not only enthralled and delighted and in heaven by this episode and the troll yes. under the bridge who came out and made everyone pay a toll to go <laughs> under the bridge, okay? <laughs> like, And everyone paid the toll, didn't realize they paid the toll, and then their whole heads wait, exploded. Don't However, the 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 this queen, was the, the queen standing on the beach, which was Heather Gay. Yes. Okay. I, in the gown, in the windy beach. I loved it. Barbados second. or whatever. It was like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> she was yes. the queen elf who was ominous, yet you didn't know it was happening. And we were like, what the hell's going on? And she's so upset. I was like, I thought somebody had died. I thought somebody had died. I thought all of her family was dead from a brown drowning. Because it's the only reason this person should be this upset. Yeah. But no, no, no. We gather around. She calls everyone down to the beach. They gather around for the fellowship of the ring. And they gather around. And of course, I mean, and then it's just like the, we learn about the troll. And I, but I mean, I, I, the trolls are out there. It's very easy to be anonymous, and it's and easy to go on anonymous on, on Facebook groups or whatever, and talk shit, and then go have lunch with that person. And I'm usually that person, and <laughs> I, I now you know know about it all, and it is really devast, it is really devastating, and it's really creepy because it's literally like, is this the way they felt in World War II when people were like. A double, double agents? Yeah, double agents yeah. and double spies. Like, um, what the hell? Like, this is just so crazy and bizarre or the way that Ariana must have felt with Raquel and Tom and, like, all that kind of stuff. It's the deception and where someone's smiling and acting sweet to your face and touching their hair the and all of it. It was completely the... I'm not saying that they shouldn't have been upset and devastated and all that, but it was also an opportunity for all of the other players to truly show their flair for the dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, 
okay, yes, all of that stuff, and it's creepy, and it's like, bitch, what are you, t- are you serious? Instead of, I would have, for me, if it were me, and it was the troll, the troll, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? But instead it was like, oh, 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 oh. like, the whole, <laughs> bitch. But I actually Come think, on. I actually think that, t- I actually think that Tanisha is way more dangerous than Monica. I really do. Yeah, well, she's in there as people's hairdressers. People I would just, never oh, hire Tanisha as a hairdresser ever, a ever again? again. Tanisha should change her name to something else. Ask Monica, because Monica had three different names. She had three different names that she used at Beauty Lab. And at one point, the mom goes, someone said, if you watch back, the mom goes, is it Monica Fuller? I don't know. You always use so many different names. I Says think Monica's the- worse than Tanisha. Because what I think is that Monica and Tanisha and the fashion designer, and I think that guy is really talented, that guy that he did a ton of like one-of-a-kind looks for Jen Shaw. And he, that's the video of her like screaming at him. Right. And I mean, I do scream at Julie like that, so I wasn't really that mad. But <laughs> I know, I was like, what's up? Okay. <laughs> but um, this is nothing. Like full-on abusive. <laughs> this is like um, literally nothing. But the thing was is that Tanisha does their hair, and they were all being, in, probably including Monica, like like verbally abused by Jen Shaw. Like their time was being abused. Their, they were being yelled at. You know, Jen Shaw was very unstable. She was going through a lot. So Tanisha worked for Jen Shaw as well. Is yes. your understanding. Okay. So, so that's the reason they all got together and were Which, like, there's we're nothing ta- like three disgruntled coworkers. That's right. Taking a walk around the studio with a cup of coffee. Been there. <laughs> yeah. And just like, how are we taking this bitch down? Yeah. Like, you know, let's start a fake account and fuck her life. Yeah. yeah. But then Tanisha goes on doing everyone's hair. And I don't know what else, if they all busted as she told the information about. If Tanisha's the one who told the information about Heather Gay and things that were revealed, yeah. then that isn't good. But I feel like Monica is the one who then went on Housewives, couldn't wait to get, you know, and of course she wants to get paid, but I mean, she pretended to be their friend. I mean, that is traumatic. Like some you said. of the stuff in the, the Reality Von T stuff was like, um, oh, you know how she paid for that party for Coach Shaw? It's all the auntie's money, the auntie that was almost dying that that, you know, Mary said, you smell like hospital. You smell like hospital. And she's like, my aunt was in the hospital. That was one of the stories that went out there. Who knows if it's true or not? You know, but I think what's creepy about it is that, like, if I'm talking about all this stuff, I might find a housewife that I've had on the show that we were friendly and maybe we even had dinner or whatever. But then two years later, I'm covering the show and I'm going to be really honest about what I think and maybe I make fun of it and I do an impression. And I do that with the risk of saying, now this person might not like me as much, but I'm going to be authentic to Heather McDowell and Juicy Scoop. This is what I covered. This is what I do. Now, if I continue to have a show where I just was like, oh, so, you know, positive and everything about everybody. And then I was like, okay, so you guys, this is not from me. This is from the Scarlet Catholic. And this <laughs> this is like a Dumois. This is from the Scarlet Catholic. And she said that so-and-so from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is actually in horrific credit card debt and blah, blah, blah. Not me. When the whole time right. I'm putting it out there, like that's where I'm like, that's fucked and that's gross that and that's complete. not fair and that's no. like not right because then I could go to that same person and be like, who the fuck is Scarlet Catholic, Catholic Scarlet? Who is that? What a bitch. We need to find yeah. out who that cunt is. And then they'd be like, I know. And then I'd be like, anyway, want to come on Juicy Scoop? Act really nice. <laughs> right. And then the next day, oh my God, are you guys fo- gaining followers? And I think that could be 
was I would not be surprised if in the next couple of years there's some popular people who are a face of one thing. Yeah. And, and we find out that they are, in fact, behind other things. And oh. I will tell you, I don't know how to create another account. I don't even know how to get <laughs> or change my own account. I haven't been on Twitter slash X since I got a new iPhone. <laughs> it never pans out. I wanted out. to tweet so bad yesterday, and I go, I don't know how to do it, and I just don't <laughs> feel like figuring it out. For, so trust me when I say this is all I know. Yeah, I mean, for people who have other accounts, Julie and I do not. It's First of all, it's way too exhausting. Mm -hmm. I know that. We tried to do it, and we did tone it up. They were like, hashtag TIU. It's an exercise thing. Okay. So we started, like, another Instagram account for tone it up, and I was like, I can't like I don't even know and I'm switching back and forth and so but for people who do it celebrities inevitably they always get caught they're in the wrong account like when Melissa Gorga <laughs> yeah. went on Joe Gorga's and like responded as Joe Gorga or whatever it was and then there's a famous basketball player Kevin Durant he did it everyone on Twitter was like wow you did that from the wrong account buddy and he's like like I, sometimes I think I, I mean sure there's celebrity but I think there's probably so many in this Bravo world where they, you know, started their own little account. Maybe they have a, a podcast. Maybe they have a decent following on TikTok. And they might be having these other, like, trolley type accounts, yeah. too. And, hey, it's fine, whatever. But I, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I'm who I am. What I say is what I say. And people cannot like it. But I do think it's kind of a way to hide behind stuff. And then, you're, and then you can go to these parties or go on these red carpets. Yeah. Sometimes I'm at these parties and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. I just, like, you know, did that girl's wayward eye or whatever, you know, on the show. <laughs> and now she's here. Like, she's not going to be, let me go yeah. avoid her or not. It's oh, also everyone's but that's a risk I have to take. Now. If I choose I'm going to do it, it for comedy, then I risk someone being mad and at that's me. And that takes balls and some courage and some integrity. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you are anonymous... And I mean, with all due, if you're anonymous online and you're being a double agent or even just being anonymous, you have no integrity and you don't have any courage to stand by what you're doing. Are there anonymous, are there anonymous podcasts or just accounts like on Instagram? I think, well, Dumois does, is anonymous on her podcast. Oh, I don't know podcast. if she changes oh. her, uh, she doesn't share her face and I don't know if she does a voice activation or whatever that is okay. different. But yeah, I'm sure, you know, it, as an, any account gets more popular, they add a podcast or a YouTube component, component to it. And if it means they wear a wig or what, I don't know, but I'm just saying like, they can do whatever they want. But, that's what you're going to do. But I do yeah, feel that's like. That's what you'll do. I think that what you need to do or what we'll do for the next podcast, well, I'll put on Guy Falk's masks or pick a mask, any man, whoever, whoever you yeah. want to be. You know what I mean? And we'll just make a voice. Yeah, this is white chicks. This like, is seriously white chicks. Yeah, I am actually Marlon right. Wayne's, you guys, this entire time. <laughs> Can you and believe? And I'm going to pull out my mask. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> That'll okay. be how it is. Like, yeah. I mean. I think being anonymous also, in addition to all of that, what bothers me about it is that it really does allow for like they don't necessarily have to fact check and they can come really hard with right. just rumors, shit that isn't true and then it spreads like wildfire and they, and they do always do it. These anonymous accounts will be like, blah, blah, blah's not being asked back and it's like, they don't know what they're talking about and then it goes right. and spreads and it's not even true. And or, or someone puts it out there to, and sends it to the anonymous account so that they do get talked about and they get fans being like, if 
you know, so-and-so doesn't come back to the Housewives, then I'm not watching just to get some people talking. I mean, there's all these tactics that people can do. And as viewers and as people that consume it, you can play into it as much as you want. I mean, when I was the subject of one of the, the you know, Dumois type of things, um, yeah, I, I wrote. And I was like, this isn't it. This isn't true. I wasn't drunk at this party. I wasn't accosting someone. And, you know, then she shared that. But still, anyone can say anything. And if, yep. it, if, it, if it gets picked up, it gets picked up. I mean, it can be that I saw Heather making out with Morgan Wade um, in oh La Quinta at the nest. How was it? And it was great. <laughs> and I don't have a photo. Like, it could be like, I don't have a photo. But she was there, and then Kyle came out of the bathroom, and the three of them went home together. And what you'd find out later is, I'm the one that wrote that in. Like, you know what it's right. like? Who exactly. knows? Exactly. You Who gotta knows? be able to stand by your shit. You just yeah. have to. I'm sorry. And like, we, you just have to put your, you can't, that's I do just think cowardly. This is I, Bravo's I gonna be Bravo's new, you know, we've done yes. the the, the affairs, we've done the reveals, yep. we've done, I don't wanna talk about this at my charity event. Yes. All of the above. We've done the dinners, let's play the game. Who do we hate at the table? Yes. <laughs> Whose dicks do we, whatever. Who's had sex last yes. night? All that stuff. The new thing is going to be on every cast. Let's cast the troll, troll. with the account. Who's the fan? Yep. It's the truly. Remember yep. that show, The Mole? Yes. It's yeah. truly the mole. Yeah. Like, who's the mole? mole. And, um, and and thank what? God for it, because and honestly. And it's Magic Revealed. Remember the show Magic Revealed? Uh, yes. <laughs> truly I love Magic Revealed. Magic Revealed. With that guy with the, with the squid game mask. <laughs> and everybody uh, was like, we need to find this magician and kill him. He's somewhere working him. in Las Vegas. But mm -hmm. he did a show, and he would show. And so they'd show mm. the girl being split in half yes. and the two boxes end. Yep. And then they'd be like, and now we're going to show you how it's done. And so it's like, I do feel like it's like that now. But did you but guys know that? still go see magic. So it didn't ruin ma of course magic yeah. completely. And they found out who it was. Yeah. And it was Monica. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I went I went to Copley's. I went to the world famous Copley's Ooh. in uh, Palm Springs mm. to celebrate Shannon and my nephew's birthday. And so we sat at uh, a table and it was really nice. And so then I was doing Instagram stories and I was like, so now let's play a game. And I'm like, it's 1927 in Palm Springs and there's no air conditioning, but there's one room that's cool. It's August at 2 p.m. Who from this table... Are you going to leave out <laughs> in the 1927, 120 non-air conditioned sun? And um, and we went around that. And then we also did um, who who do you want to take on a on an island to survive? Which you know I had to choose Drake over Brandon. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> he just knows how to do more shit. He's three years older. Whatever. And then Drake goes, I don't want to go with anybody because I'm just going to have to do everything. So I would rather just not go on the island at all. Like, it was so mm -hmm. funny. But um, anyway, but yeah, there are people, you know, even even Spencer Pratt uh, said, I knew they were filming The Hills when I went to that nightclub. Right. And then he did meet or in or shortly <clears throat> after met Heidi and they fell in love and they have one of the longest marriages in television. Yeah, honestly. But he did go knowing he was already a producer from doing um, Princess of Malibu. And that's why he's so authentic and honest about it now, talking about it and why it's so refreshing. And then there's people we know that like that, you know, was a fan of a show and went after the person and was like, I'd like to be a client. You could overcharge me to do my house <laughs> in La Jolla. It doesn't right. matter because then I'll be your friend. 
And yep. and I just need, I'm just so obsessed. There's no cr- and then you wonder, like, that is a grifter thing to do. That right. is kind of a grifter thing to do. I mean, there's no also no crime in star fucking, a.k.a. Yeah. I mean, right. every, you know what I mean? People stalk whoever. I'm going to get with whoever. I'm going to go to the fucking coffee shop. I'm going to find him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get with him. I'm going to go to the party. I'm going to go to the thing. I'm gonna, people do it all the time. I mean, and yeah, so fine. So do live your saying, life. People say, like, I'm a, I've been a fan of you since Chelsea Lately. I'd great. love to be your assistant. But that happened too, you know, yeah, like and, all of that stuff. But yeah. anonymous, where you're being a double agent, you're doing. Now, why don't they do a new reality show? <laughs> yeah, where it's called Under the Bridge of the Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> How they and do the Mon- voice? <laughs> and, and let's say you, I let's like say it. you yeah. or Monica can host it, <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's say welcome, and you can do like in your end of the troll, bridge. My troll voice. <laughs> Come into the line. All trolls are welcome. <laughs> exactly. I'm so happy for Salt Lake City, though. They were really bottoming the barreling it last oh, season. It really Meredith was it. shitting the bed, not bringing anything to the table. No. And now this season. Only Ramona shits the bread and, and Vicky <laughs> oh, sleeps and, the and, and yeah. Vicky just pees on it. Right. Yeah. This it season was, was riveting. I can't wait for the damn reunion. I mean, oh, it's going it to be was. so fun. Okay, let's get into um, Ariana has now sued. From Vanderpump Rules sued Tom to say, we must sell the house. I'm done with this. Some people are like, she's made enough money. Why doesn't she buy him out? Well, obviously, there's something going on where whatever, this is what she would rather do. She'd rather them both sell it. She wants it sold. Either she doesn't want it, so she doesn't want to buy him out, and she doesn't want him to buy her out. I don't know, but... I don't think he can afford to buy her out because but she wants it he's sold leveraged. And she because has every of the right to have yeah. it. So that that's going on right now, trying to get it sold so that she can move on with her life. And you know, he can't afford to buy her out, and she wants nothing to do with the house where he made love to his concubine. <laughs> Speaking of which, so Raquel's podcast came out. Oh, and um, I listened to it. So let me tell you. I first want to know how is yeah. Raquel's voice yeah. and vibe bad. as a host? Not bad. Okay. She has a girl asking her questions who's a producer um, who is recording from a, a tunnel. Okay. I don't know why. The, the so biggest she's podcast being of all time. She's being by, interviewed on her own. By a producer. Just okay. kind of getting, helping her guide. Okay. But here's the things that were interesting that you might want to know. Okay. So she said she, she and Tom became friends. And he'd come over to her and they'd hang out on her balcony and they'd shit talk about filming. They would like, okay. they were two disgruntled employees talking well, shit, which always b- bonds you together. You mean like Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton and we right. know where that ended up. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, they were just talking shit in a, va- in a van, in a shuttle van. Yeah. Yep. Those assholes didn't play. <laughs> Pretty Young Thing by Michael Jackson. We're leaving, Kyle. <laughs> and, then, and then Lisa Rinna's like, you know what? They should have played that song for you, Kathy. What else bothers you? As they're going home That's in the right. Sprinter van. I think and it's production's record. fault. Yeah. I blame NBCU yeah. that they didn't play the song. I don't know why. Do you, why do you think that DJ had it out for you? Do you think maybe Kyle said something rude? <laughs> why didn't Kyle tell you about her series, American Woman, that was based on your mother earlier? <laughs> Mauricio took all of your high-end clients from your husband and started his own. And then, oh, why are you smashing your readers outside of my room? Why are you destroying the Airbnb, Kathy? Okay, so um, 
<laughs> she said, so she's drinking a lot on the show after her breakup with um, with James. And then she said Tom would drop anything to come see her. Now, I don't know if that was before the affair or after. So then she, she does talk about how um, she met James when she was 21. And then when she aged out of the pageantry, being in pageants, and then couldn't um, was no longer with James. She became she entered her selfish era, which is also mm. not an album by Taylor Swift because mm-hmm. she's a delight and she's not selfish. But mm-hmm. she had a selfish era moment, mm-hmm. and she said also it was hard because she was growing up. She didn't. She changed her name at seven from Rachel, Rachel to, to Raquel. Raquel. I don't want to be Rachel. I want to be Raquel. Because she said she was always the tallest in the classroom and that was hard yeah and there was so, a bunch of she said there was a bunch of rachel's right in her class that's not what she said on this oh, she well, just the said stories change she with said Raquel being rachel. the tallest she that was hard and then the um person was like yeah that would that would be hard so you know what? i feel awkward as a tall, a, i'm gonna go by raquel and, and, and alienate myself alienate myself even mirror, further from all the preschool kids mirror mirror <laughs> what does a tall rachel turn her name into tell me well, it's Raquel. <laughs> um, anyway, to that's the, the name of her podcast. To the talls around well, the world, it's Raquel. <laughs> to the talls around the world, you can now say that you were marginalized. So, and Heather, why didn't you okay. name, change your name to Heather? Because <laughs> you were tall. But I wasn't that. Yeah. I was like a late bloomer, and I kind of wasn't that tall until I like got my period, which I was very old getting my period, which also is should be marginalized. Well, for those of you don't, for so the people who don't know, that's what I got happens my license. With I was driving before I got my period. That's how late I was. <gasps> you were driving wow, before you, you got your period. That is. Oh my God! <laughs> what? You Wait, are a marginalized like, did community. Did you see that girl? Did you see the girl screaming at the airport about her period? No. no, she had, there was a freak out girl at the airport, and a this Karen? guy's like, "Could you please like settle down?" She's like screaming. Of course, she called the the poor lady behind the ticket a dumb bitch and everything. And she's like, "I'm wearing a diaper." And then and then finally, what? Yeah, and then finally the guy goes, "God, you could do it." And she goes, "I have my fucking period. Do you even know what that is?" Again, <laughs> if you get a period. You're a marginalized person. So just, you could be, you could be. Uh, little did we know you were driving around Encino with zero tampons mm-hmm. and pads in sight, Heather. That's right. I was driving around, <laughs> not just... a period. And then I got my period and then you I got up. tall. And then I still didn't have, I still didn't have sex until I was 27. <laughs> like a rocket, that period. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> okay. So then, okay, she, she gets into, she talks about Graham. Okay. Graham oh, is the, the dog. dog. Now, this is going to trigger Julie, you know? I don't know if it's going to trigger you, okay? She gets upset about dog? Graham. Okay, <laughs> it's a pretty juicy story about okay. a dog, right. okay? okay? I'm just going to tell you what she said. You guys know it was out there. We know. They had the dog, and she said the dog was um, feisty and this and that, and it did nip and bite. It's, it's her account that James would encourage the fighting you know how sometimes people do that yeah. they like to take a a, a, a shoe with a dog and always and, men yeah. men do do that and it's so like, don't play rough so she would so oh, he wouldn't even mind when the dog would like kind of grab his hand or whatever and so she felt that was encouraging his biting behavior and that oftentimes like the dog would be asleep and then she, he would be like get off the couch and she felt that didn't give the dog enough time to like acclimate like you know wake up i don't know and get off the couch so she was like you know that there is some that that is the criticism she gave is james 
as being a dog owner. She goes to the rehab, whatever, the uh, rehabilitation place. The parents are watching the dog. The mom gets severely bit by the dog. And the doctor says, you should put this dog down. She's like, I'm not going to do that. But they find, like, they try to find some foster care families. Everybody, it's not working out with the dog. They find an actual doodle, whatever brand of dog he is. Um, not brand, but breed. <laughs> a dog he is. And that guy um, is trying to train it in this and that. And somehow the dog, I can't remember, goes back to a place. And they find the chip. So then they call the Vanderpump dogs and they're like we have this dog Lisa Renna according to her not Lisa Renna sorry Lisa Vanderpump according to Raquel was like why didn't <clears throat> she call me right away but she's like no because she wanted a storyline so according to Raquel Lisa Vanderpump he says well I'll have I'll take the dog back and that during this time they keep trying to get Raquel to show up to film in in Lake Tahoe yep. to have this moment and finally, she just says no, or they the no, no, negotiations stop, and they're like, fine, goodbye, we're done with you. Production's not happy with her. And she doesn't go to Lake Tahoe. She then finds out that in Lake Tahoe, Lisa Vanderpump, allegedly, which we'll see on camera, presents the dog. Yeah. Here is the dog, gives it to James, and she's so then she's like, I really feel like Lisa Vanderpump wanted me to show up there to have this moment with the dog. And according to her, she says Lisa Vanderpump says that it was at a kill shelter and, and does this dramatic th thing. This is what she believes we'll see on the show. Here is the dog. I read, you know, we got the call from a kill shelter. Here is the dog. So, um, you know, but the dog appears to be doing fine with James for the last six months. And so whatever the dog had issues with biting or whatnot, hopefully the dog grew out of it. Hopefully the dog's not biting anybody else. But that was the dog <clears throat> story. She should have given, we know that the dog had that abscess and that injury mm -hmm. that James came to visit and was like, what's wrong with Graham? And the dog was fully like underneath the brown hair, had like a big cut like on its neck to the point that was infected. The dog was laying there with like zero energy. And it's like, okay, one, I mean, I know she's a young girl, but like you're not, more, she wasn't even being responsible for the dog. She's too busy being responsible for Tom's dick. And then, you know, they take Well, the I mean, 27, 28 years old, I do not think should be considered a young girl. I agree. There's a lot of women there that, you know, they're 27, 28, that have two kids that are married, that are running a home, yeah. that have a business. This isn't I had 16. A many, my dog, you know, for 10 years at that point, and he never had an abscess and was in the corner, and I just didn't notice he had no energy. I mean, that was the first red flag where it was like lady then when they break up it's like if you don't want to take care of the dog then give the dog to james because it was a storyline all last season that james wanted that dog he was obsessed with the dog she, they, she should have let james have the dog when she went to rehab and not her parents and then when her parents didn't want the dog they again should have given it to james they mm -hmm. they raised that dog together for years and years so i thought that was weird i will say i don't I won't be watching the season because I don't appreciate that Bravo did the thing that Bravo always does. And they lowballed her. They built that she lowballed Raquel uh -huh. would not pay Raquel what Tom and Ariana make. And that's not fair. And it really isn't. And now they love to advertise the number one show on cable television. That's what all the promos say this season. And it's like built on the back of her, on her entire reputation. And she did what she did and consequences are consequences. But I'm not going to watch a show that wouldn't pay her who exploited her. I mean, it is true. 
and her life was destroyed. Her reputation was destroyed. Now she's here doing a podcast with the rest of America. <laughs> Which, why not? I of mean, course. why not? Get your story out there. You yeah. know, everybody else has one. Tom has one. Bravo every should have every paid single her. cast member has one, I think, except for Ariana. Like, everybody has one, and they can all share their thoughts every moment. And even though, you know, a book could have been really interesting, too, she still could do that. So she does tell the juice of getting together with him for the first time. So she said they there was a night where she was filming at Sir. So this was before Guy's Night. We always heard, this is how I inter- listened, and, and hopefully I got right. We always heard that the first time they got together with was Guy's Night, where she showed up after the, them being mean to her in Las Vegas. And then, then they went to the bar across the street, which is the Saddle Peak, whatever it is. What is it called? Where they're, Saddle Ranch? Saddle Ranch. And then, you know, and then it was after that that something happened. She says, no, I was filming at Sir. He came by, got me my drink that I like with strawberries in it. And was just, Mm. like, nice to me. And then we went to the Abbey, and then I drove him home from the Abbey, and Ariana was asleep in the house, and the the door was locked, and so was the back door slider. So he goes, oh, well, we can turn on the fire pit. So they turn on the fire pit by the out by outside while well, the whole time Ariana's is upstairs sleeping and then he goes you know what's great about this pool is it's heated so then she takes off her jeans and she goes in with her corset top and her underwear and he goes in his boxers and they're swimming around and he comes and grabs her and kisses her and then they get out and they sit, go back to the fire and Brandy are you wet and then they she's I'm getting like, a little excited I don't know it's weird okay so then I'm just thinking this is what he said on Howie Mandel that he oh got, so he did say this story he, got, he said he got locked out but he didn't say she was in a corset and underwear and he didn't go into this detail but he said well, he she's got giving, out. so she's giving her side which okay. I appreciate so then he's like I just want to talk about that you know like I just want I want to talk more about this I don't know what is going on here and so then she goes then she says which I give her the props for saying it well do you want to talk more about this in my car Oh, he said they were like up against the wall at the front at the front door. So then they go in the car, and that's when she said, basically the producer goes, "Did you go all the? She didn't, you know, did you go yeah. all the way or whatever?" She said it was bad. So whatever it was, they either had sex or went, you know, two inches from it. But like that's when it was on. And then I wonder if she's still in the wet corset. <laughs> that sounds uncomfortable, right? I think the and then so then that's where we're at, you know, and they're going to milk it out as they should. So then next week is going to be, you know, the next time they hook up and the next time, which is what I've told them to do. I was like, the thing people want to know is every time you deceived Ariana, every time you lied, every time. And, you know, and Coachella, which I knew they hooked up with Coachella. Well, now that would not go with the timeline. I think it does. No, because the Coachella would have been before that. Coachella's in the middle of the thing, and then... Okay, well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see whatever. I mean, listen, I, you know, whatever happens with this show, I don't know. She's like, I don't... I will watch it, but I don't want this to be like a recap show. But of course she's going to respond. They're all going to be responding to every episode right. that airs as they should. I you wish know, that she was People are the listening show. to their podcast you know, for what they're going to say about, okay, I got in this fight with, you know, Lala, and this is what I was thinking. Not, hey, guys, we have an expert in ab work. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. Like, it's just like, do what, yeah. what works. So um, that was pretty juicy. Okay, let me see what else I have. Oh, so Joe Rogan talked about me. Nice. And um, I'm going to play it for you. Okay. 
video of that girl, uh, Heather McDonald. She's talking on stage about being vaccinated, and then she fucking blacks yes, out and cracks her skull. Oh, God. Tell me the universe isn't trying to send a message through that. I mean, how is it possible that at that moment, after talking about being vaccinated and bragging about it, that that's when you black out on stage? How many times you blacked out on stage? You know how many times that girl's been on stage? She's been a stand-up comedian for decades. She's been doing thousands of shows. How many times has she talked about being vaccinated? Probably not that often. How many times she's done it on video? Probably not that often. And the one time she does it and she blacks out right after she says it and boom, bounces her head off the ground, cracked her skull. But then she was on Dr. Drew and Dr. Drew was talking to her about this seems to happen when people get boosted. There, there's, there's some sort of an effect that happens to people. I love Dr. Drew. He's out there now. I mean, he's, you know, he used to be a lot more mainstream. And I think he's kind of woken up to all this shit too. So, you know, thank you, Joe Rogan, for talking about me. You know, when it, when it happened, when I fainted, we were the first people to share it, and it went viral, and many other people have discussed it and talked about it. And um, I did some initial interviews right after it happened, and now we're coming on almost two years, and I definitely have a different opinion that I did. I have a different opinion that I would love to discuss with Joe Rogan, since I think he's the one that has done the most interviews and the most episodes about vaccines and things like this and I do agree with him that I it is it was incredible timing <laughs> and I do feel that uh I do believe in God and I do believe that he's always making things work out the way they should for me so I don't know maybe this was something for the world to discuss for the right reasons and We've seen you on Morning Joe, like in the morning on MSNBC, and they're discussing you. And then we'll mm -hmm. text you a photo, and you're like, they didn't even call me. They never, no one has ever. There are so many very popular YouTube people, very popular. I mean, obviously, Joe Rogan's the most popular, but many people very, very popular that have talked about it. And never once has someone DM'd me and been like, are you okay? What do you feel? And I had one guy do a little segment on it. And... And that was part of the little segment is that nobody has reached, no one's asked me what I think. But also my initial interview were a little bit fear-based in that I didn't want to piss off Pfizer. That was just such I a- I did not want to piss <laughs> yeah, off that Pfizer. That was such a weird time. I was time. still like scared and I was yeah. just like, I was just trying to be the right person and I wasn't. And then of course the super Christians, you know, are think that there was something wrong and that I- joked that Jesus must love me since I've yet to get COVID and I still have yet to get COVID but I so I don't know but I, I would there are, have been many more information that I'd like to come and I think after I'm two gonna, years I would like to give Joe the yeah. exclusive and I would like to yeah. talk to him about it and I'm happy to fly out to Austin and if if it's still silent after this what's weird though is every time it's like all of a sudden I'll go to my Instagram and there was a photo of us from the with the kids um, after a fun dinner and I looked at the, the you know, comments of like, oh, I love that restaurant. You guys look, you know, the boys look alike, whatever, they're cousins. And then there was about 20 comments that were really nasty. Like, are you going to get another shot? How's your head? And, and I was like, I don't understand why people hear someone like Joe to discuss it or see me falling again. And it like triggers them to write me and be angry. Because what did I do? I did nothing wrong. You did nothing I wrong. I did nothing wrong. Uh, you did nothing I got wrong. the shots. I joked that I got all the shots. And I, and yes, Jesus flicked me or he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> but I fainted at that moment. And I've been nothing but like 
open and honest about it. And I'm like, I don't know if like the big pharma thinks that like I was a puppet or something for the anti-vaxxers. And I don't know why the anti-vaxxers think that I'm some, they call me a libtard. And I'm like, I just don't, it's (laughs) all I know is that I just done absolutely nothing for my career at all. (laughs) But actually probably hurt it. It's probably gotten people not to want to hire me, not to want to talk to me because they're afraid I'm not going to say the right thing. I think after two years doing Joe Rogan, giving him the exclusive, I think it's the perfect time. It was not the right time two years ago. There was there was so much like it was too hot in the kitchen with the yeah. vaccines. You couldn't no one could say anything. Too hot in the lab. I mean, yeah. too hot in the too lab. Too hot you know what in I mean? the lab. And now it's like you've had a ton of time to think about it. We've all, you know, had our weird side effects from the vaccine. <laughs> I have nerve damage. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. It's completely fine. My hands are fucked yeah. up. I can't even hold <laughs> this for seconds. It's fine. So, of this. Um, <laughs> so, so now we can, we can all just COVID. talk about it. Yeah. We can all just talk about it honestly. And you're, you know, without fear of like and, of and being also, canceled and or whatever. I, say, yeah. Yeah. I may add, we, even yeah. from, let's say, two years ago, people who feel a certain way about the fucking stupid fucking vaccine and COVID and all of it, the whole reason everybody got so upset was because of just their feelings and their opinions and their beliefs. Right. They were mad that their beliefs weren't being um, honored, whether it was you didn't want a vaccine or you did. So now- Or your neighbor your, wasn't getting one and that was whatever. making you mad that your neighbor That's wasn't right. getting like, it. Yeah. A, For all the controlling people out there. Yeah. yeah, and so then now you're gonna have somebody who's mad because all you said was like, whatever, A, a joke, B, my feelings, this is my opinion, this is what I did for myself, but you're mad, but you, person yeah are the same mad to be told about your feelings and your freedom right do you know what i mean like the whole thing was about freedom right to be or whatever wear a mask don't wear a mask and blah 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 it's like yeah now- and by the way you were the least in my opinion, around or, that time, yeah. you were not virtue signaling. Nope. Even you made a joke in your stand-up, which is for jokes. But in real life, we saw you a ton of time in the pandemic and did your show. You never virtue signaled on your show or anywhere else that you right. had done all the vaccines and all the boosters. You were just quietly doing what you were supposed to do, and you. It was never a thing of like this, like. I mean, we heard about it from so many friends. People were like throwing shit at people running by, like joggers with no masks. Somebody would like throw something. I'm like, they're outdoors. The level of like (laughs) anger that was floating around at that time. And then you were even still a year into it when you passed out, right? That was like 2021. It was February of 2022 that I fainted. February 7th, yeah. Think of how far after the pandemic that is really, you know? I mean- I hope you get to talk to Joe Rogan about it. I do too. We we he knows who I am. We've hung out. We used to Come hang on, out at Joe. the comedy store. And I'd, I mean, look, I, you know, we'll see. I'm but, gonna. I don't want anybody to know, but I do have a fake account. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, 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 that yeah. has been trolling about the vaccines and COVID and you and going on Joe Rogan. Okay, so I All hope right. that he it's, it's it. a, what is it? Brittany Vax six nine six nine. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. called yeah. It's Brittany Vax Scissor. But also, nine, what's kind of fun is mm-hmm. that <laughs> I'll have people come up to me that I'm social with, whatever, in different circles, not comedy, not entertainment related. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I saw that you fainted. And then I'm like, oh, I think I know what kind of entertainment you listen to. 
Because I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like I know if all of a sudden they just saw it now, they've net, they have not been following me on Instagram. They right. do not listen to Juicy Scoop. They know nothing about me, but they follow someone else that may have reported on it, and they're nice about it. But I'm like, okay, cool. Like I know exactly how everyone stands. So if you come up to me a year and a half later and say, yeah, how are you feeling? Okay, let's talk about Cat Williams did an ex- just explosive interview. And for just remind people of Cat Williams as he's been this, he's a really smart stand-up and actor for the last 30 years. And he goes on Shannon Sharp's Club Shay Shay YouTube show and podcast. I don't even know. This is like I heard it said over five million views, probably more by now. And he goes off, and you guys listen to it, I listen to it. And I mean, I feel like the gist is. He is basically like there's all these other black male comedians that he feels are not as talented as he is and have lied about their careers and about things. He says some are plants. I mean, this is like he says about Kevin Hart. He says in 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold out Kevin Hart show. There being a line for him ever getting a standing ovation at any comedy club. He's talking about that before Kevin got all his deals. Right. I don't know. I knew Kevin Hart when he was on the panel with me at Chelsea lately. And he was just starting to become popular. And I remember being someone being like, some producer being like, oh, I was in Atlanta. And he goes, oh, Kevin Hart does this really cool thing. And he's like, soccer moms love him. He sells out the, you know, he, he get, does the show and then he does an after party. And people pay for the after party. So I th- I don't know. Like, I just know that Kevin Hart was, like, hustling. Yeah. And he was kind of doing different things to promote himself early, early on. Yeah, I think he, I wouldn't. So I'm not really sure about he, all of these timelines. Like, he was just really speaking, like, all the truth. And I'm like, I don't know about all of this. Yeah, was I think that was probably, uh, you know, coming from a long you know, history and baggage in this town and he's bitter and cynical with these particular guys. But when coming in and listening to it, if you one listens to it, you have to use your own common sense. But it's like at the end of the day, all of the guys he's talking about are funny guys. They're talented guys. They did hustle. Like, don't get me started on Steve Harvey on Family Feud because Julian all of a sudden watched that for 10 hours fucking straight. Okay, because we love it. (laughs) But that's not to say that these guys didn't steal these jokes from him. And there's receipts to prove it. I'm a huge, huge, humongous Cat Williams fan. Mm -hmm. Both of us. Huge. And um. The receipts are there. And And he basically says that they weren't friendly to each other. He says that Steve Harvey called to try to take Bernie Mac's job away from him on Ocean's Eleven. And he's just and then Mm. he goes on to say Mm. they're all married to the same looking light skinned black woman who nobody wants to interview. And then somebody did put um, black Onidas is the is the uh, the site that I found us. Oh, black owned us. Yeah, oh, that's it. Black, black owned, owned U.S. Maybe I don't know, but that that site put it together, and um and their wives uh, do have a similar uh, style and look and ethnicity, and um, but whatever that who cares? Yeah, who I fall think in none love of with? that like, I think that's no. kind of like what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, listening to him, I I don't know. I've seen his stand up, but. I, Honestly, it makes me want to go see a stand-up. It's so funny. He's so smart. Watch the specials. And so whether you want, like, but 
when he said a plant, he goes, this person is a plant. What did you guys take from that? Because I am very confused by people talking about industry plants. I don't understand what they're getting at. Because I don't also believe in the theories of like, there's four people in Hollywood that, you know, I don't believe in, you know, that they're eating baby's blood. And I don't believe that they, they anoint one person like to the be Illuminati, Beyonce. The I just don't believe it because yeah. we all know there's just too many players to do this, yeah. this conspiracy. So I don't, I don't believe that all these seven guys got together and was like, let's all do this together and fuck over Cat Williams. I don't know that's really what he's saying. It was a lot to take in. Yeah, I, I tried opinion? to get you to not listen to it and just <laughs> listen to, because the thing with Cat Williams is, you know, he does smoke a lot of marijuana, which he freely admits. But he says he's had no other drug besides that, but, ever. Um, I can speak for myself and I've done every drug and that, and marijuana is strong. And, and he you, was drinking too. Oh, and you get- During the interview. During the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's, you, you can know. just tend to get you know, be a little dive into the conspiracy theories and, you know, it makes you a little bit paranoid. Um, so I think it's hard if it's like it. Yeah, it's like getting into the cabal of the pedophile cabal, and the right. baby's blood and, and yeah, and the Illuminati. And but I don't you think that kind of what he's getting at being uh, he's what and I think it's what he's showing with the wives, with the guys, that the guys all fall under a very similar um, umbrella and are all sort of the same. The plants. The gatekeepers yeah. all sort of do and move and groove to the same beat of the same drum. He does not. And because he does not, and he does not, I mean, he no. doesn't. He, he is like a, the, that his hair will be, you gotta watch the specials. He's the, They're yeah. so funny, Heather. He He's unique and his point of view is different. Yeah. He isn't necessarily, we don't know what his sexuality is. We don't know. He isn't flaunting a wife. He isn't fronting like that. He's giving I guess he you, has one biological son and the rest he's adopted. So. Oh, that's nice. It is nice. So he's, <laughs> I mean, so I do think that what that gatekeeping, that thing, and then the planting and the did do is A, I think that he's seen as someone that they all think is hilarious and funny and that they maybe maybe they have people go and watch his shit and take from him. Or it's also a matter of he has been kept out of things because he is and he unique and he is different and he isn't doesn't follow the line or toe the line or do the same thing that they all do, even though they steal from him. He, he also said that Harvey Weinstein um, asked to suck his dick in front of a bunch of agents. And I just don't believe that story. I'm sorry, Cat Williams. Harvey Weinstein. I just think that's just, I think at that point it was later in the interview after a few <laughs> shots. And like nobody else has a, no, like there's no other like other men that say that he was into men. Like all the women's stories match up. Right. And I'm just kind of like, and I don't care if he's gay or whatever. I don't, that, whatever. But I'm just kind of like, this just felt like it was at a certain point grabbing right. as it, you got a little bit, you know, and this is just my opinion. Someone's just listening to it. Yeah. You know, but he's why. Tell, he's saying all these guys are liars. He's saying they're all liars. Yeah. And I'm saying I call bullshit on that story. On that story. But so the important I'm like, thing, that's the thing about that interview is that unfortunately, like it, he loses credibility at certain points. And then it makes people think perhaps he's not telling the truth about the joke stealing, but the receipts are there. The exact jokes yeah. that I he mean. came out with before with a timeline. Mm. These people stole. Oh, yes. Yeah. You I know, believe, particularly. Who was it that stole his joke? Cedric, the, Cedric, the entertainer yeah. stole the astronaut rocket. He's and is Cedric still alive? Yeah. 
He sat. He sat on a bench. He played music. Oh, he I mean, stole it was it the, to a T. To a T. It was a full bit. To a T. Yeah. And it wasn't just one line. It wasn't just. It wasn't a, an idea. No. It wasn't a. Uh, aren't, uh, is it you know? I my back fat comes out of my bra. <laughs> yeah. Would you thought? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's the guy. A stool, a thing, the music, this motion, this motion. Fully realized yeah. This it. motion with the, he copied the entire thing. And it was Cat Williams' closer for his show. That a show that Cedric the Entertainer and was why at. why didn't he egregious. reveal that right when it happened as it happened? Because the internet wasn't where it was no, at. And it would he, be a harder thing was to not reveal. Even, he wasn't even on Wild and Out yet. Because he, he got, his specials blew up when he was on Wild and Out, which was on MTV with Nick Cannon. Um, he's never been as famous as them. No. And he doesn't have the power. It's like, you know, he's speaking truth to power. Finally, like on our podcast, we say it's Karma 24. And I couldn't believe when that came out. Like, it takes a lot of guts to do that. He's scared he's going to get blackballed. You know, you know, sitting there high and drunk. But you know what? With what blackballing? Because he can do his own things. He can produce his own specials. He can get his own specials out there. People more than ever are going to want to see his show. I think it was a great move, whether he's telling 100% the truth or a little bit exaggerated. If he comes to your town... I mean, hell yeah, you should go buy a ticket. Yeah. Like, that's going to be some fucking juicy scoop because yeah. he's got nothing to lose now. Anything that he was holding in, he's really going to go for it Well, maybe it it's now. personal, too. He knows all of them. Yeah. He's putting them on blast. Yeah. Can you imagine if you put five of your friends that you've known in stand-up on blast, like, that have yep. stolen your jokes? You'd be fucked. And yeah. then he goes, he's like, um, oh, Steve Harvey, you know, he doesn't really do stand-up anymore. And it's like... Okay, like some people treat stand up differently. Some people work out every day right. and run three miles a day, and other people go to Pilates once a week. Okay, <laughs> and they other people pretend say, they work out, and they both say they exercise, <laughs> and they both say they exercise. Right. So it's like, yes, there's some people that are hardcore about the artist stand up, and clearly he's one of them. And then there's other people like Steve Harvey that can do stand up. Does it, but also is really busy doing other shows and is no, he's not doing right a hundred shows a year and he should not be. And so I didn't get like the anger towards that. Yeah. Like, who you cares? Just, you just like, have to think about like, the baggage like, from the industry and yeah. and it, and not and just really understand that he's just been grinding and grinding. He feels shut out by these guys. He mentioned Tyler Perry. I think, and that's it's it's just the baggage and and the trauma from years and years in this industry. It's like when Mark Maron was doing his his podcast, oh, the bitterness. Mark Maron, who was a prolific stand-up for yeah. years and years and years and then he did his podcast and then he became like a podcaster and I don't know that he was doing the same amount of stand-up right. at the time when he was doing the podcast but the level of shit that he talked but now he's not talking too much shit he has all his TV shows he's got and... TV shows he isn't as bitter he isn't as and I'm sure that with Cat Williams if he got to a different he's in that he's in his phase right. he's in his phase of feeling fucked the fuck over and he wants to talk about it. And he's... He was in the flop era, but now he's going to come out of it. It's Karma 24. You said people buy, encourage people to buy tickets. I hope... Maybe he's in his Raquel uh, selfish, selfish era. Yeah, era. He's, he's yeah. about to come be... Get the come up. And, and hopefully he does, because he is... So talented. Supremely talented. It's and a juicy... So funny. It's a juicy listen, is what I would say to it's you guys. It's a juicy listen. Um, okay. Uh, I just thought this was crazy. This is from Bravo Superfans. And that is Kelly Bessimone. What? Like 25 years ago. I thought looking that's very much like I Sutton. I thought that was Sutton too. One is Kelly Bessimone and one is Sutton. Which one's which? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Sutton is Sutton. On the right with the white collar? 
the white collar is is Sutton. Okay, yeah. Kelly Bessabone has short hair, and it just goes to show you why when you have a girlfriend that says you, you know what, they look cute on you, a pixie cut Mm -mm. is when you should say, I don't know if I want to cut my long hair. I have this one of my best friends. Even you know what I'm going to say it for Jennifer Aniston. Whoever told you to go back to the Rachel cut, I totally disagree. One of my best friends came to me and she's like, oh, blah, 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 said I should get bangs. And I was just thinking, they're trying to fuck you over. You don't yeah. need bangs. And I, but I didn't know how to say like, your friends are hating on you. It's like, it, it was terrible advice. Thank God she didn't do it. But yeah, like Kel, the thing about Kelly Benson that I, I was been really noticing on Girls Trip yeah. is how crucial her hair is to her look. Mm-hmm. And that's not even shade. Yeah, She's lucky she has it. She has great hair. It frames her face perfectly exactly yeah and like i don't even understand who that other person was now you're watching girls let's talk about girls trip are you enjoying the girls trip with (sighs) with the ogs with sonia was a real mess on the last one and um i love it i said this before i say we need more girls trip and bring back do it city exclusive yeah but with a couple wild cards, a couple one-hit wonders that have some weirdness to prove. Yeah. <laughs> and bring them and put it together, you know. Have have Kelly Dodd Leventhal come and throw in a Gina Kino and a Gretchen and then bring in, you know, some of the current people filming as well. That's what you want. You want a couple current people filming. Yeah. And a couple people that have some beef mm. that are good TV and put them on an island. This is my favorite one, I think, because it is city specific. So yeah. the the level of like relationships and history and like Yeah. It's it Julie pointed out, which I like loved, that and if you watch it and and the thing with girls trips that I really like is that they're so rewatchable. Like I've rewatched them all many, many times. Like I love the one at Dorinda's where she goes kooky and is eating the pizza <laughs> and they're not allowed to eat in the room and shit. But so this is totally worth a rewatch. Julie's like, every single time, it's just Kelly and, oh. what's the other one's name? Oh, Kristen. Impact. Yeah. So you you really can see Ramona, Sonia, and Luann consistently and constantly avoiding being alone with them. Well, I'm I'm really glad that they shared this um, this incident that I'd heard about from, from other people on the show, which was about Ramona losing her two bikinis. Oh, God. And <laughs> accusing the staff. Martin. And, um, you know... Oh my God. Okay. So thank you for, I really appreciate you cleaning my bathing suit. Okay. But you know what? You can't put it in with a lot of other people's stuff. It's a really cute white bathing suit, you know, and Avery shopped it with me. I thought it looked really, really great. I'm finally tan enough to wear it and I can't find it. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, Martin. Sorry, Martin. I found the, found the bathing suit. It was actually with Sonia, but you know what? Still, again, don't get our stuff mixed up. All right. So yeah, I mean, and Cause, also cause how many... I think they I think they didn't show as much drama that they should have. I think they're trying to save Ramona a little, being oh. that she's gotten in some shit lately. Because he was like, "This is so hard. This is so hard," and I'm like, "They haven't been that horrible." So I think there's a lot that they are haven't. on the editing room floor to not draw more attention to the fact that Ramona was not asked to go to BravoCon and everything because she. You know, double down on her language of choice. Well, the yeah. the the revelation has been the Kelly Ben Simone Kristen Takeman, uh, whatever feud or whatever it is they're having. Like you're a fan. <laughs> yeah, situation, we love that. Which I mean, is you're a fan. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, calling like, someone what? calling someone a fan at this is, point. We're taking it. Yeah. We're taking it. We're like going with it. We're fan. running with it. You're a fan. You're a fan. Which is one of the best things she's ever said. So insulting. And it is. Kristen it is. Takeman, it is a good time. Has yeah. avoided. She, I just need to say, for me personally, because I do enjoy being annoyed by Kristen Takeman, who. Um, does avoid talking about her disgusting husband and who tried, got on Ashley Madison 72,000 times. And it was a joke, you guys. Did. It was a joke. He right. signed up as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he signed up for Ashley Madison mm-hmm. as a joke. Like, God, you guys. And then after having to be pushed to be said that. You had to be pushed to be said that. It, yeah. was, it took you four weeks to even say that. That it was a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. Deflecting. You're deflecting all the time. You're deflecting. I mean, it was like, you know, they just filled out a form. Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys, though, I did it, too. I did it when I was at Chelsea Lately on my office computer. <laughs> I filled out an Ashley Madison form with just my age and my zip. Not a photo and nothing else. And I came back from lunch, and I could have been fucked Every which way, <laughs> up and down Ventura Boulevard, if I wanted to. South of the boulevard, north of the boulevard, anybody wanted to meet <gasps> me. And then, oh my God, you guys. then so I thought, then I thought <laughs> for a minute, I go, I better delete this right now because one day I might be on an ultimate girls trip and they're going <laughs> to go, right. Heather, you went on Ashley Madison to get some Valley D. <laughs> And behind Peter's back when you were 39 years old or whatever I was at the time. And so, like, who knows? I, it could have been a little bit of a joke. There's no girl well, that said she met him. There was no girl that came out and the said guy, she met no, but him. That's Are you saying that you think that man, that man, that <laughs> m- husband of Kristen Chapman, who went on Ashley Madison, you think he went on as a joke, paid however much money, made 72 transactions as a joke? The 72 transactions, that's di- difficult. Yeah, no, Heather, you were a writer yeah, on no. a comedy and you're show. A woman. He's a man and who works in woman. finance. And you're a woman. The, me- the I, reason he never... And when I saw those responses, I clenched my asshole and my vagina <sighs> so tight and i deleted it and i just was it was terror it was terrifying yeah. that that many people wanted to meet the reason is because a married woman not knowing what i look like my size my, that's what i'm just saying girls don't ever think that guys are picky Mm-mm. they are Ugh. not picky and i think the only reason nothing ever happened with that guy and i believe they've they've come through it and worked through it whatever was because the thing with Ashley Madison is that that was all fake yeah it was like people were paid to pretend that they were going to meet up they didn't have any girls that joined except for you Heather which is why everyone in the valley every single man in Southern California wait it was fake yeah they, I, I, forever or just in the beginning? I think in general, they could never, when this is what I would tell Julie, because I'd hear the ads on Howard Stern, I would be like, no, woman. no but married woman is on here. Only yeah. think people on here are married men. Right. So they would have to generate and pay people to message with these guys. Right. And so that, Oh, so then that's what happened. Okay, well, uh, still, that's, and then, that's good information that too bad she didn't have you on the trip to explain that, <laughs> because that would... Oh, so I could let her know your husband would have cheated, yeah, Kristen, but except there was no Can we talk available? about the hottest girl in America, and that is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. People are obsessed. She is doing TV interviews, podcast interviews. She will, I predict, have her own podcast, probably under Nick Vial's umbrella, because <laughs> he's got an interview with her. And she and her husband are going to talk about, you know... Ways to Screw, Post-Prison. Mm, mm, um, mm. I'm sure she'll do some stuff on Munchausen's and then something else. And then she'll probably be recapping Housewives by May. Yeah. Uh, well, let's not forget, she 100% will be on the next season of Dancing with the Stars. 
AKA Dancing That's with my the Criminals. Julie likes to call it Dancing, Dancing with, with the Criminals. criminals. We always have to have. Uh, okay. A couple Here criminals. She on. said she tried to shoot her mom um, 10 years ago. Perfect oh, for Dancing knew. with the Stars. She she said her mom had a gun. She didn't realize it was a BB gun and she shot her a few times. Good thing it was a BB gun because the mom just grazed, you know, had some graved um, what wounds or whatever. But she did go to the hospital for it. And. She said, when she went to the hospital, she said, medical records shown during the special confirmed that Dee Dee, the mother, was treated for some kind of pellet gun injury. But she claimed at the time she was approached by a man demanding her wallet who then shot her after she gave it to him. I want to find that report. And if she said that the man was black... (laughs) My God. Anyway, so that's what she said. But it was actually Gypsy who shot her. So Gypsy was was already doing violent shit against her mom. And listen, what the mom did was beyond horrific, horrific, horrific. But the world celebrating it and every influencer wanting to hang out with her is a little weird. It's a little weird. The first thing I said was like, well, let's not forget. I mean, she did murder someone. (laughs) I mean, and get. And also, and she has that weird voice. So can I just do the podcast? If you guys go on Gypsy Rose's podcast, I'm going to tell you right now we're fucking done. I'm going to say it right (laughs) now. What do you mean? We want to go Please. on and talk about how to do it and get that <laughs> okay. big D. How Hi, she... and welcome to <laughs> Gypsy Rose and my husband. Hi. <laughs> I'm really, you guys, I've been wanting to get you on this podcast for like a really, really long time. I don't know why Heather McDonald Juicy Scoop was like against it, but I'm really glad that you're on. You're really, I'm really glad that you're on it. Um, so let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> well, first of all, Heather's a murder phobe. So that's the first thing. That's the problem. Like, that's the problem. You yeah, know why, what I mean? Why is she so against people that might have committed <laughs> murder and mm. then went to prison and then got out and is now selling some really great lash uh, serum? I just need to say <laughs> this, and I know no one will agree with it and I don't care, but... She, this lady, kills her mom and agreed with you. Horrific, horrific, horrific. But she did kill her mother, okay? The boyfriend Le- that I found had hot, that had autism. And Great. I, Even I she- left the door open for him and put the knife by the counter just to be convenient, okay? Okay, so she's a manipulative, like, sociopath who has her mother killed. Great. Okay, now she's going to be on Dancing with the, the Stars. Sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, Lorena Bobbitt. Yes, Julie has said this three times. A hero of the world. <laughs> a hero who cut... That dick off of the mm. rapist is nowhere to be found. Where is she? Exactly. Maybe Why she should isn't go on she the stars? Well, uh, listen. She could go on girls. <laughs> I have a cast. Okay, girl. ultimate girls trip, you guys. A lot of people don't want to see Monica back on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We do Monica. Okay. okay. We do Gypsy Rose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. I say we bring in Mama June. <laughs> oh, Mama strong. June. Sexy. I say we bring in uh, Abby Lee. It's getting hotter. Dancer, because she's got <laughs> mm. some strong opinions about people. And was there anyone else oh. that we had? Oh, we have uh, Casey Anthony. Oh, great. Her Perfect. dad just came out, <laughs> and it was proven after a lie detector test that he never molested her or according to a lie tester or the child. So we need to hear from Casey Anthony again. Beautiful. You know, top oh my mom, God. No. as Na- Nancy Grace would say. I don't want Nancy Grace as our final person to go oh. on Let's have the Ultimate Bobbitt. Girls trips. Lorena Bobbitt. Well, Lorena Bobbitt, but also, mm. can we please... Bring in oh, Natalie, Natalie Grace. Grace. Oh. Natalie Grace, because mm-hmm. she's become real popular too. And according to the season two of Natalie Grace, she was in fact a child. Now I when watched... the parents put her in a bad neighborhood and got her social services and said she's actually twenty five. They 
according to the DNA, probably thought she was more like around like 11 or 12 or maybe around 10 or something when she was living on her own in that bad neighborhood. The mother abuser. This this, the mother this was story horrific. is the horrendous, mom. horrific. Yeah, in we every really level needed from Gypsy Rose to, to come over and murder that mom. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, I'm sorry, but or to leave the knife out for the yeah, right. Have the guys exactly. over there too. Yeah, yes. that woman even in photos like gives me the chills. Yeah, she is the so chills. scary. I think and the husband too. I think it was disgusting. two horrible people. Yep. That I I kind of was like I don't understand the motivation of why they sought out to not only adopt a child that was already older, six. That's already a challenge. From the Ukraine, already a challenge, and had dwarfism. Already a challenge. Like, but it what made out- these people want to do it? Were they hoping to get press from it? Was it? Like, I didn't get it. Clearly, they weren't the right family for it. But it was like, usually, you know, there's certain couples that really set out to do that. And they're really wonderful, and they're put on this earth, and they're like, we just feel like it's our calling. It was weird. They had two biological kids. I think one of them was so gifted. The gifted. They had the gifted. And they one. had money. It was, I, it was so weird. 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 And, then, was and then so turn weird. on her an abuser, which I totally believe that she was absolutely abused and it was horrible. But she had also come. The weird thing, if you watch season two, and I couldn't finish because I was so grossed out. Yeah. But uh, she had been with another family in the, in the United States. And they didn't want her either. And they no. they, they now, saw so weird do, stuff too. So I will say. They saw stuff that was questionable as well. Yeah, I mean, she she's had an not entire a, apartment complex hiding out, from her. Turned out, yeah, they no, find, she's, what they didn't realize is that she had a chip and it was from Vanderbilt. <laughs> Yeah, Kenny, comedy was... show, comedy show, comedy show. <laughs> it's a comedy show, and it popped in my head. <laughs> she was running a troll account. She, <laughs> at she's the end, Brittany Vax six nine six, six nine six nine, six nine scissor. scissor scissor. Yeah, <laughs> she. At the, the so in that season two, and it was grossed out, and I couldn't watch it. But then I then did want to read about it, and blah blah blah. So she, there was weird shit going on with her from the beginning. She was kind of a weird bad seed. Now it could be because she was probably damaged and abused, of course, from the second she was born, not being picked up. Up and, and being an outcast because of her disease. And it's so yeah. it's completely tragic and it's her sad. Birth, yeah. You know, and but, but yeah, the even spoiler alert. So fast forward if you're watching this and haven't seen season two, her family that picked her up at the grocery store that she's been living with has also they're done with her. She's accusing them of keeping her hostage. And they said she bit a baby. Yeah. And they kicked her out. Wait, the family we see in the beginning of season two turn on her? Yep. Yes. She's kicked out. And yep. they said she bit a baby, and then she said they're holding me hostage. And now I'm, like, done with the whole thing. I'm not watching season That's two. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. She and Casey Anthony have so much in common. Yeah. They're, they could be bad, but they also might have had a oh fucked my up childhood. What? what? Do you have another uh, cast member? No, but I'm thinking that on <laughs> Girls Trip, what if it turned in to, like, Bad Girls Club? Especially because she... Bad Girls Trip. Bad Girls Trip. Cause <laughs> That's you have, it? Bad cause Girls Trip. Bad, bad Girls got Trip. Because you got... Because she's... Fucking bad. evil, and <laughs> and Abby, Abby can be mean. So they got the the yeah. leaner Baba will cut your fucking dick off, obviously, yeah. and that's amazing. And then just we can have like a thing of like pop off, pop off, pop off. It'll be incredible. Imagine incredible. how Abby Lee Miller can get her, gather her together, oh. plus Gypsy oh. treat them like dance moms. Yep. Oh, it's it's gold. Yeah, it's they gold. all go out to the club. <laughs> They're going to yeah. all get dressed. Mama June is going to... Can it stay all female, or do we have to have uh, Jerry O'Connell show up? Can no. we just keep it all female for no, once? all girls. 
all girls and no <laughs> yeah, all we need girls. Jerry O'Connell and like Michael Rappaport to show up yeah. and get in on this <laughs> yeah. then they start recapping and I'm like can we just have one thing yeah. we created the show about these women we ought to be the only people that talk about it and then um, they're gonna go but then guys, they're gonna I have to wrap yeah. this up oh okay. yeah right. Julie um, will never Brandy stop and talking Julie, about Julie everybody you have such great content and I know they want more tell them we have a podcast called Dumb Gay Podcast. Go to our website, julianbrandy.com. Um, there's a Facebook page. We don't run it. It's called All Things Julian Brandy. If you want to go there and just um, find shit about them because they, they don't run it. So they can't. <laughs> hey, remove we it. don't know what's on there. We don't even know how to. We're not even on Facebook. So we don't even read it. They're probably and you on have there just your, like, a fabulous Patreon. And that's really what keeps uh, you guys. Keeps the lights on. You know what I mean? Keeps keeps you guys yeah. um, clothed. <laughs> yeah. Clothed and fed. You can yeah. find out about the Patreon on julianbrandy.com. Mm hmm. Thank you so much. Of course, I'm at HeatherMcDonald.net. My Patreon is every Friday and so many more. We do juicy crimes. We did, we did, Shannon and I went deep dive on a Gypsy Rose. Uh, Juicy Crime, which is up there then. This weekend is going to be a special episode of Get Me Behind Gates. It's all on HeatherMcDonald.net, along with my new and delicious merch. Mm. Not delicious. I mean, it's clothing. (laughs) But anyway, thank you, guys. Love you. (laughs) Bye-bye.